Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> watching nugget noggin he's a good one <laughs> that's good we're recording now that's good we that's are a good start in that's a, that's what, our special n- guest what, what is nugget noggin kirk cease from maryland is here with us <laughs> as a what joe i just like how you said kirk cease from maryland like a contestant <laughs> <Everybody> would know <laughs> like, <From> maryland, <laughs> like ladies and gentlemen <laughs> ladies and gentlemen bring us kirk cease from maryland <laughs> take a spin <laughs> Is is here regrettably now, <laughs> discussing why Kirk is the is the is the muralist who is doing the fantastic, very brightly colored uh, mural on the back of the Bill Street Theater. It's vibrant and it's it's absolutely gorgeous to say the least. And uh, he is here with us now, and it's uh, Tuesday, which is rare. It's going to be posted tonight, so it's going to be. Um, well, I'm- I'm not giving you a hard time, Jim. Thank you for putting me on a timeline officially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on the spot. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, you're, the, the point is, is to learn about you and why you're here and how you came to be here to do this piece for us that everybody's all excited about. So maybe just give us a little bit of your background. Just a little bit of background, then we'll kind of talk about how yeah. you discovered this thing. How did you get into muralizing buildings? Yeah, let's talk about that. Is, uh, it mur- is that the proper? Muralizing? Muralizing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the story goes, uh, when I was four years old, um, my mom was painting a mural. She was an art teacher and a dance teacher, and uh, she was painting a mural in our basement. And I don't remember this, but she tells me that um, she went upstairs to go get something, and I was down there alone and took some black paint and drew these clouds above the animals that she was painting. And she said she scolded me about it but always felt bad because uh i you know kind of still was always interested in drawing and then when i was eight years old i uh won a contest uh, for crayola and won a thousand dollars in art supplies whoa and that i do remember (laughs) yeah that was amazing that's (laughs) yeah imagine being eight and you know a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was like four boxes of. But not just a thousand. It could have been five dollars just from Crayola. You're officially the most accomplished person <laughs> yeah, on the show. Yeah, it was yeah. huge. Like big boxes of stuff, probably. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was, cool. so much that I was giving it away to my friends. You know, yeah. um, uh, color pencils, you know, crayons, mm-hmm. all sorts of just fun. Now fun this items. makes sense of why there's 114 colors on the on the piece downtown. <laughs> Let me tell you, Paul's Paul's not really. I didn't known. ask for 256. Like, <laughs> you sh- you should have, because I got I, I I it was funny. He goes, hey, did you see uh did you see the cart out there? I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of spray paint. Ask me how much it cost. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like, I threw out a number. He goes, oh, that's close. <laughs> I, like you expected. I like he expected me to Blow say some way. some low ball number, and he's gonna be like, it was fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, no, 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 no. But it's very, very colorful. So, it's so you beautiful. got this. You got this huge boxes of material, and that that was kind of it. Then that was kind of this. Yeah, that's the one thing I did well, and, and so I, I stuck with it. I always wanted to be an artist. Okay. 
Did you have you had any formal training, or is this all practice, or do you spray paint the side of buses and whatnot? Or? <laughs> yeah, all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of wondered if you did, were you a graffiti. Did you ever do? I, I did some of that. Uh, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design um, on a scholarship there, and then partied so hard that I lost it. And uh, <laughs> it happens. For you. It happens. So you did college correctly <laughs> in right. some some way. Yeah, this is this is horrible. It took me five years to graduate from art school because it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> just about spit his coffee I almost, out. I seriously almost and I, lost it. I barely it's, did that. But you, but you still finished it. Yes, I did graduate. Okay. But, uh, so Good. two years at SCAD, and uh, that's what they call it. And then uh, I, I was a painting major there, and then transferred to Maryland Institute College of Art. And uh, my parents thought, all right, you know, let's do something a little more commercially minded. So I went with graphic design and illustration. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a, a right move. Which they is, were really generous to allow me to. Oh yeah, finish. back on Savannah. Every time I've been to Savannah, I have drank in a lot. Oh yeah. So did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right there on River Street. Oh yeah. yeah they, those Irish pubs and like there were a couple yeah. of those good ones. Oh, I've been. They dye the river green. Yeah. Um, for St. Patrick's. Patrick's Day. They do. They have the the biggest St. Patty's Day celebration. In uh, North America, the, it's it's like it's Sounds it's even right. more like yeah, over and above than uh, Chicago and Boston. Yeah, they don't want I to hear forgot about, it, about that. Yeah, in the South, yeah, there's no, there's no Irish people in the South anymore. So so yeah, so you um, <laughs> worked, got your degree. Then what was your your first real job? Then after you got your graphics, uh, my first art. real job was with AmeriCorps. I was um, a volunteer in service to America. I was um, director of urban arts projects for a company called. Uh, Greater Homewood Community Corporation, mm-hmm. and um, we, it's kind of in the Hopkins area. So that it was a one-year position. I worked with schools and community groups, and uh, we completed 15 murals, you know, with a lot of volunteers, student volunteers. Um, I did some work with Hopkins, like they had a, you know, like a service learning day project where I would facilitate a mural, and the Hopkins students would kind of fill in some colors. I did one with with Mike, a freshman as well. Uh, so that that was a great experience too. Uh, yeah, AmeriCorps. If you you spend one year, they'll they, they give you a small stipend to live. But then uh, when you finish that one year, they give you f- like five grand towards school loans. Or, oh wow! Uh, yeah, so that that was really helpful. I feel like AmeriCorps is kind of partnered up with uh, a few of the med students that I know uh, that to do loan forgiveness or debt forgiveness where you go into low income areas and do public service. Most of I work at the hospitals, my, my main gig. And I, I feel like AmeriCorps is like, is the, is the, the organization that has been thrown around because they'll, they'll come here and uh, say work for two years as a doctor and mm. forgive X amount of dollars. Ah, yeah. Or they'll do, I have a friend who's, currently down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon at Supai, if you're familiar with the like Havasu Falls and all that, like the, cool. the Native American reservation down there. And he's going to spend five years down there and they're going to forgive about 150000 Yeah. Yeah. He's like, why are you doing that? He goes, I hike in there three or four times a year anyway. I might as well go down there for, stay there for oh, five definitely. years and, and not have any debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's a yeah. section anyway. of, uh, on, on our end of the, the canyon is about almost 200 miles long. It's 277 miles from Lee's Ferry to Pierce Ferry. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'm a river nerd. Sorry. <laughs> and on the, we- the western end, which is near us, there's a Havasupai uh, Indian tribe, and they're down there. And there's this 
uh, hike that you can do and stay down there. And it's known for their really beautiful travertine blue color water and all these mm-hmm. waterfalls. And it's just, it's like a sort of hidden paradise or something. They live in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. They absolutely do. Like to the point where they, there's, it's the only, there's only two ways really in or out. You can, you can hike in or you can take a helicopter in. There's no roads to it. Yeah. Um, and they're the only, um, the only place in the United States that still gets their mail delivered by mule. Whoa. Yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty isolated. Excellent. It's like a 10-mile, 11-mile hike in. Yeah, so I, I've hiked it and stayed down there for a couple nights with a buddy of mine from back east, and uh, people do it occasionally here and come up from all over the world to see it because it doesn't like does not look like the regular Grand Canyon hike where you kind of have this mental picture. We've all seen the photographs, which is fantastic hiking all the way to the bottom. It's gorgeous, but this is a whole different animal altogether. It's downstream 100-whatever miles, and, and it's... Uh, Blue, green. You have to just look. Well, during the break, we'll show you some pictures of it down there. But anyway, it's otherworldly looking. But anyway, how do we get? Yes, oh, because that's the he's going there to give his debt. So that's yeah, forgive that. Anyway, so so how do they react uh, to visitors? Oh, they're cool. Oh, they love it because they they charge Money. they charge uh, ninety yeah. something dollars a night, oh. <laughs> and it's a waiting list. And if you don't get in when they open up the the when they open up reservations for the entire year, they open them up for in uh, February, February or March. Uh, and usually within three or four days, it's completely booked up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're, it's a money maker. Thing. Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's a money maker. Yeah. It gives them uh, electricity and, yeah. uh, good running water. And like, apparently they have really, really fast internet connection down there, which is really strange. <laughs> Did to me. they really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, they took a bunch of money, like some grants and something like that and ran fiber. So they have a fiber optic <laughs> going line down there. Holy cow. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. The last time, like I showed, I saw, I saw screenshots of a friend of mine who, who went, that went there a couple weeks ago and the screenshots of like a, uh, from their cell phone, like a speed test was 10 times any speed I've ever seen in the United States. <laughs> because, and I'm like, what? Why? He goes, oh, when was this? Instagram, I guess. When I went down there, it was about, I guess four or five years ago. I don't think they had it. It was not was four it? or five years ago. Seven, eight. I've known you for seven years, and I've never heard of you going to Supai. <laughs> he doesn't I understand have, linear you know, timelines, man. I moved here 10 it's, years ago, and I hiked the canyon several times. I've been, it was four, it was the last time I hiked the canyon, it was Supai, five, six years ago, four or five, seven, I don't know, Joe, now. The brewery's now you're the, me off. Bre- here's, here it is. The brewery's been open for five years, uh-huh. right? I knew uh-huh. you for about a year and a half before that. And you have not hiked Supai. You didn't sneak long? it through, man. Like we're close enough friends. Like you didn't sneak. You didn't sneak in like a three or four day trip. Okay. To the middle of nowhere. I got to rethink my life. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. don't we all sometimes? Um, anyway, back to you, Kirk. Sorry. Point is, they didn't have any fiber optic speed. Demon no, they didn't. Not, 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 down not way back then. Okay. So after the the AmeriCorps thing. Uh yeah, what did I do? I don't uh, know. That's right. I taught. I taught. Art in a special education alternative high school okay. called Central Career Center at Briscoe High School. It's in the middle of Baltimore City on Martin Luther King and Pennsylvania Avenue. And that you was, are downtown. Yeah, it's it was. The, uh, that, w- that sounds inner city to me. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw that high school on The Wire. Yeah. But I'm, I have no doubt. <laughs> I've worked on The Wire. Yeah? Oh, that's right. We heard you about did? it. On the sets of The Wire. Yeah. Yeah, season four. <laughs> Joe's going to lose his mind. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, you know what? I think I read a little, like, I, I read a little bit of your bio. Let me tell you, give a, a background. Whenever we have a guest, we kind of, our dynamic works well if one of us doesn't know anything about the <laughs> guest and the other one does. Okay. And, and it's been like that 
since the beginning, actually, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, um, yeah, so, so you, you were special ed, uh, usually using art to kind of... Yeah, some get some art to, therapy. Yeah. Did a lot of beautification projects in the in the school. It, it was I really fell in love with those kids. You know, we um, could use him for Kingman Main Street across the board. It sounds like the entire whole idea. Yeah. You know? Do you want to move to Kingman instead of Florida? <laughs> it's not exactly close to family no. for you. No, no. Anyway, but we could really use your help. <laughs> we'll bring them all here. We'll just call it Inner City. We'll just call it Inner City down there, and then it'll be. Yeah. Helping huh. the inner city. The Helping the inner city. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. For, yep. I kind of want to come up to where you are now, but yeah. So okay. then, then. Yeah. Five. I got burned out after a while. I mean, I, it, it's tough. You know, you like I had a, a student I was really close to like get murdered over the summer oh, and man. it just seemed to get the, uh, worse and worse. Uh, you know, there are a lot of violence and they, they did and really enjoy art, but, uh, um, that element was always there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so the the summer of my or right before the summer of my fifth year, I had a friend who does a uh, set design for films, uh, Becky Spock, and she was starting. Uh, she was a set per, um, set designer for a uh, like a it's a horror movie. It was an independent horror movie called uh, Crazy Eights, and she wanted me to. She asked me to to be the head scenic artist, never done it before. But I was like, that sounds great. So <laughs> spent the summer at this uh, abandoned um, Crownsville State Hospital. It was a mental institution. <laughs> Joe's not going to be doing that's, that. That's where we nope, filmed nope. this thing. If you would have said Joe's abandoned abandoned hospital and clown college, I would have been like, I'm just going to cut the thing short right now and leave because <laughs> I'm clown college. completely freaked out. <laughs> no, this place was wild, yeah. And there I'll was all it. sorts of stories, too. Yeah, it was it had been shut down due to, um, yeah, like b- bad things happening. Uh, <laughs> Hauntings. <laughs> um, Demonic possessions probably and whatnot. Murder, probably, going on there. I, like ab- I think abuse. It oh, probably sure. was. Patient a, abuse. A lot of yeah. those uh, institutions were mainstreamed. And my mom worked in mental health for like 30 years. Okay. So a lot of them were, ma- a lot of those institutions were mainstreamed. Some of them were turned into, they, they emptied a lot of those folks out of there and put them into into the community rather than institutionalizing them. And unfortunately, a lot of those people were just abused horribly. Like there's one that's called the Orient in, in uh, Columbus that uh, my mom had a few of those clients uh, survive into the 90s when she was doing that work. Mm. And um, the Orient was in such bad shape that once they got rid of all the mental health patients and they wanted to turn it into a prison, they spent millions of dollars just to upgrade it to a prison. <laughs> for people who did bad things that should go to jail as opposed to people who needed mental help. Yeah. So there's a, there, there's a history of that, like all over, all over the U S when it comes to the, and them shutting down like early to mid seventies yeah. and then becoming abandoned. And that was then it. they make horror movies and now I'm freaked out again. So, so they, um, <laughs> it's a huge campus too. I wish somebody would do something with it. Kind of a cool thing. If it could be something else you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, was the entire movie shot there on the, on that camp, on that, yep. at the facility? We, yeah. We had some, some uh, stage sets and uh, a lot of yeah on location spots. Tracy Lords was in it. Um, I've I've heard of this movie. It sounds familiar. I don't think I've seen it just because of the good. subject matter. It's not good. No, I'm just, you know most of the Tracy Lords was in it and it wasn't good. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, Frank Whaley though he, he 
he was in there. There was a couple Frank, other people you'd, you'd Frank recognize. Frank Whaley, uh, uh, he was in the Doors movie and a few other. Yes. Yeah, he, um, he was in yeah, Pulp played, Fiction. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was in Pulp Fiction. He was. Uh, oh God! I'll what tell you a this? funny story about that. About Frank Whaley. What was his character's name in Pulp Fiction? He was. He was what? Say what again? He was yeah. the guy that kept saying what. That's Frank <laughs> oh, Whaley. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he's in, he's he's one of those people that like I don't know his name. But I recognize but him from there. a bunch of movies. Yeah. But I recognize his name. But anyway, funny story about Frank Whaley. Yeah, first day I was on this set, and the act, first day the actors showed up. We had been there weeks, you know, building and painting, and uh, I did some props and all that. The first, and I was really excited. You know, I've never done this before. Um, Frank, the, the first scene was in, in, like, this creek, and he didn't want to touch the dirt, the, the mud. He didn't want to get his hands dirty. So I had to create wow. some mud. He, he was supposed to like put these handprints on this concrete, um, I don't know, tunnel. Okay. So I had to create mud for him and I used food coloring and you know, goes well, the scene goes well. Mm. He goes to wash it off and, and it dyed his hand, his hands <laughs> red. Oh, that's funny. And he, <laughs> Yeah, he was not happy. How did you make mud so as not to gross him out? What did you use? Because I, I, I assume I'm remember. like I, I'm was, thinking flour and water. Yeah, what was and, it? I can't or cornstarch or something like that. Yeah, and then, some and then kind of coloring. mixture. It's like a germ thing or just like an anti-dirt thing. Did he ever talk about why he doesn't want mud on his hands? They were. He's they, a talent. They, he didn't have to. Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> cast was completely disgusted by our sets. Like we we created. <laughs> it was rust and mold and you know, a lot of it was fake. Some of it was real, but it was there. They and, were uncomfortable with it. The yeah, way it was. they were walking around wearing masks. You know the oh. paper masks, so that so they want to get spores from mold spores or something, or inhaling yep. different things. We made it look real creepy. Oh, Joe's looking. At I, I looked. At, I looked up Crazy Eights, and I'm like, I've, I've definitely seen this movie before. So yeah, after I, I was hooked after that. I spent two years working solid um, for the IATSE uh, union. Mm-hmm. I worked on um, Evan Almighty um, and a Cole oh. Kidman movie called uh, The Invasion. A couple other independent films, The Wire, um, the Miss America contest of 2006. I worked on the set for that. Hmm. You have a hell of a resume. Yeah. It's, and now you've worked on a mural in Kingman. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Can't to cap it all off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've worked with Tracy Lords and us, which is great. I feel like I've worked with Tracy Lords. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. <laughs> oh, man. So then, it, it, probably not much after that, you you started working for this company, or, or I don't know. I'm trying, am I skipping a lot of time between now? Well, and let's see. So, 2003 to 2005. Yeah, um, yeah. I was in the doing the film work. Mm-hmm. The 2007, I started my mural business because a lot of the, the film work kind of dried up in Mar- the Maryland area, and I really wasn't interested in traveling a, a lot. You know, my son was uh, just a couple years old. So, uh, so it seemed like, so then there were a lot of movies that were done in Maryland just happened to be, have some energy during that time period or there was a uh-huh. chunk of time. And then for, was there a certain producer that was behind it or some money was behind it at the time? Yeah, just, I think it was, they were giving the production companies a, a, a tax break, I think. Oh, okay. And then, and then it stopped maybe yeah. and then they vacated mm-hmm. and then you started your mural company, like you said. Yep. And faux finishing was really big then in 2007, you know, that, so I was doing a lot of that and a lot of kids rooms. Faux finishing. Yeah. Like 
sponge work and you know Our interior walls, like you've seen kind of decorative painting oh okay basically. gotcha uh, not uh, painting things but painting walls like you would no, have no yeah not I, i'm trying to i think i know what you're talking like about if they wanted like a rustic um the venetian plaster was really big it's um it's kind of an italian theme um you use this like plaster but it's got uh, marble dust in it and if you, you know you keep troughing it on layer after layer and then burnish it and layer after layer and, and it ha- gives you a, a marble effect um without, without having to <clears throat> pay for marble yeah yeah right on um and and that, was, that was kind of a a thing though for a while it, it, a fad if you will or a trend mm. or something right and then it came out of favor and, and I've, uh, I've lived in the dark hole of of Kingman for 20 years. I didn't know <laughs> about faux finishing. I didn't know. I, 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 I know more now about faux finishing than I did 35 seconds ago. So that's good. Yeah. And then, but your mural stuff, uh, um, yeah. What was the first uh, mural that you did? Yeah. In, in that time period. Uh, yeah, uh not, sure. not the clouds above the animals at four. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one in, in Baltimore city. I remember that was pretty early. Uh, I did it with the AmeriCorps. That was um, the history of the Jones Falls rivers, and it was a depiction of like a like an old school map of all the the mills along the Jones Falls River, um, which is one of the rivers that flows through Baltimore City. That that's that was a good one. It was a, a probably a hundred and twenty foot long by maybe forty foot high. And then and then you started doing subcontract work or whatever for this one company that you work for now. I guess right. It's the yeah Climb Zone. Uh, that was three years ago. I was hired by them. I met this guy at the pool and then also at my church. His name is, uh, T. Um, he goes by T. His name is Tiemi Kenrick, but, um, he's from New Zealand and he saw my murals at our church and said, wow, we could have hired you. You know, we could have kept you busy for the past year. You know, I, I do, we just built a gym in Laurel, Maryland, um, they have a few in uh, in New Zealand, and it's these themed climbing walls. It's it's not like what you normally see, or when you think of climbing walls with mm-hmm. the kind of brown angular surfaces with the holds on there. Um, our walls are just you know, there's different all sorts of different themes. You can climb a representation of uh, Statue of Liberty or the Mount Rushmore, or um, Abe Lincoln's memorial. That's okay. That's really cool. I've yeah. never seen anything like that. That's uh, it's yeah. So fun. it's like it's a New Zealand company. Call mm-hmm. you can just check out Climb Zone and and see a lot of his work probably there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they that, built they built. It, it, you'll see a progression if you look at the the gyms in 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 uh, New Zealand. They're kind of the designs are sort of primitive, and then uh, the one even in Laurel is. Um, we've been changing out walls because I basically when, when I was hired, I was hired to kind of redesign and streamline the whole process so that we can replicate these and, and franchise these gyms. Um, so that's, that's what I did. I spent like a year just designing I designed like over 200 different themes. We've got like honeycomb and, you know, with giant, you know, four foot bees that you can climb. Um, there, Everything you could. It sounds like of. people that eat mushrooms and go climbing. <laughs> I, I, for real, like I, I'm just envisioning like a giant honeycomb yeah. with four foot tall bees that people 
climb on. Go, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to the gym and then pop some sort of <laughs> pop some sort of hallucinogen and then yes. oh, an hour be, later they're climbing. Yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> and it's really what I like about it is uh, most most gyms I think are kind of intimidating because you have to have a spotter there. You know, you you got your harness on and mm-hmm. then you climb and they're holding you and they're you know you're watching you um, or whatever. But uh, these we have these like hydraulic. Um, uh, belays so that you you clip in and as you climb, it it kind of tugs on the takes uh, up the slack. A yeah, little bit exactly. Automatically. Yep. It's and an you, auto belay. Yeah, it's an auto good. belay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's from a company called Extreme Engineering, and uh, so then you just rappel down after it's 28 foot. Our our standard walls are 28 feet high, and five foot wide. So that's like one climb. But like if uh, like the we have um, the Mount Rushmore one. That's 20 feet wide, so it's four climbs, you know, and 28 feet high. Um, so we opened a, a gym in, in White Marsh, and that was a great success. All all of my new designs are there. That's, you know, been like the flagship. We started using glow-in-the-dark paint, and, uh, I mean, talk about tripping. Glow, yeah, right? <laughs> um, black, black light, you know. Um, like night climbs or dark light yeah, exactly. to the out or something. Yeah, and it's crazy. We're... we're filling um you know we've got led lights so we're really trying to push the boundaries as much as we yeah, can i've never heard of this of course it's not what i do anyway but this is it's not like a a tiny market that you can just really yeah have a ball with right now and all these different concepts and ideas it's family entertainment yeah yeah um yeah. we have interest now it's it's crazy i mean it's a small company i mean there's like t- maybe 15 employees and there's hmm. you know the owner nico buick he's they he and T travel back and forth from New Zealand once a month. So they're one month in New Zealand, one month in, in the U.S. Wow. <clears throat> um, they do that all year long. What a journey to get from Baltimore <sighs> to, New, to New Zealand. Like I don't, I, like, I don't want to think about going to New Zealand from here. Ooh. And then add another five-hour flight on top of it. No, thanks. I, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, good for them. That's, this is cool. This is, it's fascinating that they're making it more interesting. But you would, you would, they fly to L.A. and then from yeah. L.A. out. And we were at uh, dinner the first night you were here, I guess, and we were, you were talking about this same thing, that Climb Zone is starting to do work. You're going to have something going at a stadium down here, right, or something? Is that right? Yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, we've had people a- approaching us like crazy. Um, the Mall of America, they're opening up a new one called American Dream. It's like a multiplex indoor, you know, water park, ski slope, uh, you know, uh, theme park, everything. Um, but there's one in, there's one in, they're building one in uh, Miami and they're building one in New Jersey. So the, fir- the first, we've got two gyms in New Jersey that we're building for now. And that's one of them. And uh, yeah, so... At the beginning of this year, we finished a, a climb, exterior climbing wall for the Philadelphia Phillies to put on the, on their stadium as a part of this like fun zone for these kids. There's a hot dog cannon next to it. There's a <laughs> you had me a hot dog cannon. Let's explore hot dog cannon. Yeah, by the way, that's a great name for an indie band, but also like hot dog, hot dog cannon. <laughs> you guys ready to walk? All right, we are hot dog cannon, <laughs> and it's just nothing but glockenspiels and a bass guitarist and a DJ. That's it. <laughs> See, I've already fleshed it out. Let's start a band. So, really? Anyway. What's a, do they fire hot dogs? 
out of this hot dog cannon? <laughs> it is looks what... it looks like an oversized fair uh, game, you know. But yeah, it's oh. it's probably an eight foot cannon. <laughs> I think they shoot out these rubber hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I, not going to eat a rubber hot dog <laughs> at, at these targets. <laughs> That's okay. funny. Okay. You know. All right. That makes but, more but sense. But think of the market, though, with all these stadiums and new expensive stadiums going in. They're going to have things like this. Absolutely. It's kind of endless in a way. Yeah. There's a the mini wiffle ball field right there. And then there's this climbing wall. And apparently there's like a 45-minute wait to get on this thing. Wow. And it's uh, – it depicts um, the the Phillies fanatic climbing um, the city capital, city hall, like uh, like King Kong would, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Comcast Tower is there, and it's uh, that's been our first successful like uh, exterior wall. How long has that been there? It's since opening day. So uh, so April. opening day, so April this year. Okay. Yeah. Because one of our friends, Lee Novak, he's from that area. He doesn't listen to the podcast because he. Just got a smartphone like six months ago. He's a little behind the curve, but he's from Philly. And I wonder if he I, if he had seen that. I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, I'll, help, I'll see him tomorrow, I think. And he'll be like, yeah, I saw that. Well, the guy that did the mural, they did that. Mm-hmm. It brings up another to- cool. topic of because of the, what's the, the Mall of America thing you were talking about. And then... There's a bunch of malls, like there's several that I know that are just about dead in North Atlanta, you know, so this is these huge spaces. So whether they're going to tear them down or do what, you, these are probably going to be turning into inside there, entertainment things. There's there's mm-hmm. one everywhere, in, maybe. There's uh, uh, South Dayton, the Salem Mall, um, uh, Dayton, Ohio, near where I grew up, and that mall is largely shut down. The inside, there's it's an old Galleria style, so you have your anchor stores, and then it's two-story, but down the center of it is, is you know, uh, probably 60-foot ceilings. And they're already talking about putting different climbing walls in there. Oh, That's, yeah. It's becoming a thing to revitalize yeah. old malls. You have these; they have good bones. It's just nobody wants to go to the mall anymore because they yeah. go on Amazon. You know. I've seen it, people use them for uh, drone racing too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's, it's climate, yeah. con- climate controlled. Yeah, tall uh, ceilings, tall open space, and yeah. well lit. Everything. Yeah. Wow. Dr- drone racing. That's another <laughs> video. <laughs> Thing I've gone down that down that road online before. It's just it's like oh the God. rabbit hole. Yeah, the ra- the rabbit hole. Hey, let's take a break. All right, cool. When we come back, we'll talk about specifically this piece and how you learned about the the called for entry and things like that. And, and then we'll talk about your YouTube channel, which I'm super stoked to oh, subscribe yeah. to. Sounds good. All right, we'll be back. September's throw January's cross We let each other go I met Helen on March's back She took my coat And she stole my heart I met you when the weather got fine You said I've got yours If you Burn, but lit. 
Casual with Kirk Cease. So let's talk about how you got handpicked <laughs> yeah. to come to Kingman, Arizona after working on such illustrious titles as Crazy Eights. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he knows about the picking process. Oh, but, he doesn't? Yeah, oh, but, did I just blow the lid no, off that? No, no, no. Oh, shit. No, no, it's okay. No, because we had a, you know, there was a panel and all that. But, oh, but okay. yeah, so, so you hadn't, uh, when you decided to start looking for... I mean, isn't that true? You, you hadn't done a mural in a long time. I mean. In a while. I did, I did one in, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been busy with the climb zone work. Yeah, um, yeah the murals definitely took a back seat. I, I painted one uh, in August. Um, but You mean like last month, August? Yeah. Way to do your research, <laughs> Mr. Cronkite. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I was mistaken. Before that, it had been a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, your your attention to detail okay, hold on. starts and stops with gliders and airplanes. Let me rephrase. Let me, let me rephrase. Your mural work had slowed down. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Joe is. <laughs> Joe has lost it. I'm just remembering back to like several. I watched it again. We talked about how I get bored in the middle of the night at work, and I watched a. a it's like a super cut 
of all these um, reporters that didn't do their research, and it's like, <laughs> and that's all that is. is oh, no. Reminded me of that. Like, it was like the the best was Andrew Dice Clay. Like they were, why would CNN Ooh. interview the Dice Man? Oh, yeah. But they were asking him like middle of the day, not like on an evening special thing. They just asked him. So you own a gym? He's like, no, I never owned a gym. Who the hell are you? What kind of reporter are you? I thought this was CNN. What is this, Inside Edition? And then just tears them apart. Oh, no. And as like, so uh, tell us about your protein bar company. He's like, protein bars? I, why do you think I have a protein bar company? And it was this super cut, and it reminds me of what you've done. So uh, I wonder it's how been a while there. since you did a, a, a bit of a while since you've done a mural, huh? And it's like, right. uh, yeah, All right. August, I stand, like last I, month. I stand corrected. But it had slowed down. Yeah, because I had a full-time job somewhere right. else. But, yeah, so it, it, it had been a while. You're right, Paul. I'm not too, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kirk. So <laughs> I just can't oh, stop God. laughing. It was so, so funny. And I'm not sure why. I just I thought I must have found out that there's a lot of uh, opportunities for public art. I thought, well, maybe I'll start looking uh, for, you know, call to call to artists so okay, so let me. So was this the first time that you thought about that approach? Then going out in the public looking for that. Is yeah, that, is that the, it, it was. Okay, I don't know why I haven't. I didn't. Did do someone this tell you about that? Or you years kinda, ago? No. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I think it's because uh, in, I've been looking at Instagram and I'm following all these incredible international uh, street artists that mm-hmm. literally travel the world, painting. You know, you know, fifteen story murals yeah. it's like incredible stuff yeah uh and i'm you know really admire them and it, just traveling just sounds fun i mean like they're you know one day they're in italy then you know they're just all over the place actually when this came up with uh, art alley uh project for main street i started doing research that way too and i was learning you probably know these these couple guys that went to i think brazil to mm. down there to, to clean up some of the some of the, what are those called the bad areas of the favelas favelas yeah, yeah. there was that and then they went to is it is it Pittsburgh that's really big with mural street artists? Philadelphia, Philadelphia, is the mural capital. Yeah, and they went there and did a whole bunch of, like these tall, like you're saying, these yeah. massive things. But how do they do this? It's so freaking big. It's a big project. Yeah, and then there's these yeah. uh, powwows, like these uh, mural um, festivals that go on annually, yeah. Yeah. and um, they repaint the same walls. So I, that I might have, I think I was probably inspired by uh, a lot of the Instagram artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, started looking, uh, started up applying. Like I said, I got a lot of rejections. Like They call them uh, RQPs or, I mean, RFPs or RFQs, yeah. like a request, request for, for quote, yeah. qualifications or, or qual- request yeah. for proposals. Yeah. And a lot of them admittedly was way out of my league, you know, like, you know, $150,000 to, you know, create some kind of uh, installation on, on a, library or um you know part of a college or something like that um but i just i just went for it all um and uh yeah uh so far i've gotten i've gotten a few of them one one from baltimore and mm-hmm. and one here in kingman well our thing was um we were told initially by uh janie from and who was the other um the artist that was there that helped do the other uh mural uh, the, uh, the uh, hummingbird one Janie and um, the gentleman's name, the guy's name that helped her, that he was part of it too. Do you remember? We're in trouble now because we can't remember his name. Oh, you can't either. Nope. Oh, boy. This is bad. Henry. 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 
Henry, yes. Henry, Con- Henry Kunkel. Yes. I, I could see his face, yes. Yeah. So um, he goes, well, you got to go on, on uh, Cafe or whatever, our Cafe or ca- whatever it yeah. is, which you, you thought that's what it was initially, but on ours, but it wasn't. We never went on there because it's kind of expensive. But there's a bunch of other free ones. So my assistant here f- found all these other ones, and, and we did like five of them, I think, mm-hmm. and got the description out. We have never done this before. You know, I... I kind of took it on a little bit. Our Main Street group was very large, and it got really small. It was down to like a skeleton crew, if you will. It was on life support. But I wanted to do something with it. We needed some kind of a project, just something. So we thought the simplest one to do would be a, a mural. Not for us to do it simple, but that we can find walls here. And obviously, you've seen how many. This is a new initiative? That yeah, King, yeah. It's been around for King a, and Main Street. Yeah, it's about, been around for about a year. There's a national group called Main Street America, and it's – all over the place, and you can look it up. It's a nonprofit organization where they try to revitalize older downtowns and things like that. Or they, it's a it's a professional organization, and they come around to your different towns. If you if you join them officially, and they kind of guide you along, and if you have your ideas of what you want to do, it's kind of a cool group. Well, we're not really official associate with them at this point, but it's a good concept. So, uh, Jamie Scott Steely, a council person here in town, uh, wanted to do this and thought of this, and about a year ago had this first initial meeting. In downtown, it was very well attended. It was um, a professional presentation from the main group in Phoenix, I guess it's where they're in that area. And they came up and, and it got everybody all excited. And then we split in different groups and, and then it just kind of waned. You know, it just didn't, there wasn't enough energy with it. But I stuck with my group and it got smaller and smaller. And there were a lot of political, little sub political issues with different things going on downtown. But I still wanted to, to do something. So we chose one thing and it was going to be the mural. And then my, job was I said fine I will I will task myself with cleaning up whatever wall it is that's what I will do Mm -hmm. well that turned into a lot more because the group got smaller and smaller and then I had Ashley create the website initially and it was okay she did a pretty good job but then later on uh Jasmine who you met you may go hiking with on Saturday I understand it's possible yeah he may go to monolith you might do oh cool hiking that kind of stuff so actually yeah when are you leaving town the 30th okay yeah which is Saturday Uh, is it Saturday or no, it's or Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Sun, night. So yeah, I think it's Sunday. Yeah. Right anyway. On. Anyway. So there it was, and we, you know, it, it was a very small group, and we got a little bit more re-energized with it. And you're talking about the Kingman Kingman Main Street website. You, no, just the whole group itself. Oh, okay. The whole group itself was almost gone in a way, but I kept hanging on to it, and a couple other people did as well, and we gathered some more steam and moved forward with it, and created the website to do other things but our first point was to get out the task and here's the wall we're doing and go you know have call for entry and mm-hmm. one of the ones that we chose is one of the ones that you saw and uh for several months i guess they were out there we had 55 or so entries from all over the world several from europe uh, australia um where else i think spain you know, that was, of course, Europe, but I'm just trying to think of the different countries. That's wild. Um, and we chose you, not I we. Know. I, I wasn't well, involved in the cho- choosing and, process. And the way it was done, we had them all out there. We had a, a committee of eight, seven or eight people and went to uh, one of the local restaurants and got a, got a room there and just spread them all out. And no one knew. Only I I didn't even really know where they were from. The only per- person who really knew a lot was Ashley, and she wasn't on the committee. Hmm. She kind of could recognize these different pieces. So I t- we took them all there and just spread them all out and started eliminating stuff. And then started ranking it, and uh, yours came on out on top. So that was it. A lot, oh. a lot of people, hmm. a lot of people. And then you mentioned too that it was 
it was kind of a harder time in your life. You just lost your father recently, right? And you were worried that and you had planned to come out here mm-hmm. and, and he was sick and, and, and you, you were wondering if that, how that was going to come, what was going to work out. Yeah. All, all summer we had been back and forth to Florida. My parents live in Sarasota and uh, yeah, it was like, we'd go out a week at a time. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take a week off because, you know, my, I would get a frantic call from my mom saying, you know, this, this could be it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely wanted to be there. So, uh, yeah, we, we were doing that. Um, like I said, I think four trips in the past six months. Um, mm-hmm. And they were mainly like emergency trips. They weren't planned. They were like, I'd get a call and then like, okay, you know, let's pack up and, and take off. Yeah. And, you know, the kids enjoyed it because all their cousins are there. And I, I love being with my family, you know, my brother and his family and my sister and her family and my mom are, uh, are all there. But, uh, yeah, the t- I was worried about the timing. I just – Yeah. Because um, up until September 11th, he was still kind of hanging on and fighting and we were Oh, yeah, and he trying. passed away on September 11th, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, a good thing. He was in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. and uh, so um, you get that final release. Yeah, I feel yeah. Re- I do feel relieved that he is no longer in pain. I mean, it had, it had been a year of of pretty severe pain. That so what what happened was uh you know he had prostate cancer, and we dealt with that twelve years ago, and then about three years ago he was having trouble. Um, and there was like a lot of pain and we found out there was like some scar tissue and, and some uh, just scarring and, th- and things left over from the uh, radiating um, that area. And uh, so he had to have his bladder removed. Like he, he lived with us for almost two months um, while he was going to Hopkins <clears throat> and getting treated. And then they removed the bladder and he had like a urostomy bag. And I think that is what, um, kind of activated the cancer again because within a year and a half or so, like, yeah, he started complaining over about pains and um, and they last year, last September, they found out that there was a tumor on his his ribs and like in between his ribs and his lung and um, it ate away at his ribs. So imagine he's he's you know walking around with two broken, sharp wow. you know ribs, mm-hmm. which so is much, painful enough. So much pain for so long. Yeah, that's. And it, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's rough. That's yeah. like it spread. There wasn't any coming back. It, it spread to his spine and his liver. So yeah, we we were just trying to make him as pain free as possible, which wasn't really working. Like even month a month and a half ago, the last thing we tried was they uh, they uh, like they did a nerve block. They kind of um, carterized the nerve that goes to that area. And even that didn't work. So he was still in. And man, you, he, he, the drugs he was taking, it, it was probably enough to kill a horse. I mean, he had he had a fentanyl patch, a hundred microgram fentanyl patch. Yeah, um, he was wow. wasted and Morphine. still and still in pain. Like, <laughs> yeah, ima- yeah. yeah, imagine being the drunkest you've ever been, but still still in pain. That sounds lauded morphine. Yeah, it was. So it that that was a blessing that. Um, and he died the way he wanted to. He was at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, his entire family was surrounding him. Wow. Seven grandkids, all of his children and their spouses. Wow. It, it was a sweet moment, you know. Absolutely. So then you kind of mentioned that 
again, we were hanging out that this was kind of a, it was a good break to kind of get away from that, I guess. Definitely. That's the way it worked yeah. out. Not really so, to yeah. get away, but to have some time to process it. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he died and we, we decided to have two, well, he, he wanted to have two memorial services, one in Florida for the people that he's met there. And then one in Maryland coming up October 20th for, uh, his his family's from uh, Ohio and from um, Pennsylvania, and then uh, and then all, all of his friends that live in Maryland still. Uh, so there was a lot to do in like the three days from when he passed to having this memorial service in Florida. You know, it, it's pretty incredible how how many you know, I mean, they, people try to help you, but there's still a lot to do. There's like got to write the eulogy and you have, you know, whether who's doing the flowers and, you know, what about the catering for the reception? Yeah. <clears throat> that was, so you don't really get a chance to grieve really. You're, you yeah. Know. It's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have a, a massive, like major change in your life, I feel like the taking time to do something solo, being alone is the, is the best thing to do. Just like you said, so you can process. Mm. I mean, I'd, I'm not going to compare my daughter going off to college to your father passing, but it's the same thing. It's a giant milestone. Yeah. She's 300 plus miles away, and it's hasn't. I have. I've gone now five weeks without seeing my kid, and I've never gone five weeks without Ooh, seeing my kid. That's it. Yeah. Freaks me out, right? So, like, I decided I'm going to go do some hiking, do some camping, did some solo stuff for the yeah. first few days after Readjust, that. Readjust. Dumped adapt. her off, kicked her out of the nest in Tucson, and then drove immediately north, due north, up to Flagstaff, and just hiked and camped a little bit and cool. drank some beer and processed the whole thing. I'm like, all right, now yeah. I can kind of move forward. And it sounds like kind of, and it doesn't, you, I, I want people to understand like it, you're not, you don't have any help, right? Like you don't have anybody really assisting you. You're doing all the mural work yourself, mm-hmm. which is, I, I have very little experience with the, uh, with muralism well, there we go. <laughs> making up, making up more things. <laughs> There's a, there's a, I can't think of the name. I want to say Chicano Collective was a group of uh, Hispanic Americans in LA in the 70s and 80s that did tons of murals. Okay. Right? And one of those guys that came out of that did a mural in my hometown in Ohio hmm. called Rising Sun, Setting Sun. And it's 200 and, about 260 feet long by wow. probably 60 feet high, 70 wow. feet high. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a humongous. One. It's an old, it's an old uh, movie theater. It's one of the theaters where you have. Um, there's a rear theater and a front theater. That's it's only two screens, but you have two uh, two different entrances, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that theater. They tore down one of the buildings right next to it, so you had this long flat wall, and they built a park right there hmm. and hired this guy to do it. But I remember while I'm walking to and from school, watching him work. But he had six or seven people helping him. And he was kind of like the Da Vinci thing where he's like, he, he never, I never saw him have a roller or a oh, brush yeah. in his hand. <laughs> he was just telling other people this needs to go there. And he, he did go up and tape things off. Okay. We huh. need to paint this, but it's an abstract. It's like vector graph type okay. type stuff. So like, it's not like a super detail. It's not like yours, but you're doing this all on your, on your own and solo mm-hmm. out there in the desert sun. <laughs> Which I've got my big goofy if, hat. If, if, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we told him he's got to get one of those. And it was funny because I, I, I took a photograph of him working. He didn't, he didn't have a shirt on. He's got some Italian blood so he can have you darker do skin that. than I can. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah. I, I don't get tan. I just get more freckles. <laughs> right. He just spontaneously combusts. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what happens. <laughs> so, like a I saw that yeah. picture from behind and I was like, 
Yeah, smart guy. Big no, straw hat. No, so what happened was uh, is that he I took a photograph and sent it to a few people. I think I think Jamie said, "Oh my god!" Like I thought she was going to say, "Oh my god, it looks fantastic." She said, "Oh my god, I hope he's got wearing sunscreen." <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say anything about the well, mural. <laughs> it's true though, like because people that come from back east, they just come out here like, "Oh, it's sunny and warm." The shirt comes off. Yeah. And then the blisters come out, <laughs> especially yeah. since like you live. I didn't want to be it, that guy either to like, you know, first yeah. day get like third degree burns. And, <laughs> and oh, then, like, sorry, can't paint. Can't, can't do it. Can't yeah. finish the mural. All you got was line work and that was it. <laughs> you got a bit, the big funny hat. None of us think that that's a big funny hat out here. Like those it. are, those, those are, are those, those are normal. That's yeah. just a hat. That's a non-cancer on your shoulders and neck and head. It was a tough decision. I looked around. I, I didn't feel like I was the, the one to wear a cowboy hat. You know, there's a lot yeah. of those. Yeah. I was looking for more of a sombrero type thing. You got a so. tractor supply. Is that what you said? Yeah, I got it. A tractor yeah. supply. Good old tractor supply. You yeah. can buy anything there. It was one left on the shelf. I said, that's the one. <laughs> that's how you know, know that that's the one. If there's one hat left, that means everybody else has bought a shit ton of them. Yeah. So that's, ex- that's what you need to get. Yeah, that's so funny. then he started the first day, he got the outline done, and uh, yeah, so that's how we chose you, and this is the first big project of Kingman Main Street, and I'm glad it was you, because you've been very easy to work with, and I, I thought, God, I, we hope the wall is in okay condition, because it was really ratty when we gorgeous. started out. Yeah, yeah. well, that was... The, mm. you, you should show them a before and after picture. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of that going to be shown on the little slideshow thing, which we're having, by the way, Friday, this Friday, uh, at the uh, behind the uh, where the mural is. We'll talk about it later at the end of the show too, but six to nine. I, know, I want to hear the story that you guys have been building up to. Okay, so and not telling me any details about. I'm so, like waiting with bated breath. There's here. been three separate trips because we we got all the paint together and and got everything there in the theater and everything moved in and all that stuff and there it is. He goes, great, ready to go. So uh, the next day he started doing the outline work and then I think the following day he said, man, I need about four cans of um, former cans of black. What? What's wrong? Stop beating on the desk. Oh, sorry. Former cans of black paint. And uh, then I brought it out, and then I think the next day, which was Sunday, you say, I hate to do this to you, but I for this big black section, I need about 10, 10 more cans of black paint. I said, fine, because it's on the way out there. What, are you sending this stuff uh, like to, <laughs> to friends overseas or something? <laughs> are you hoarding this? <laughs> or somewhere there's a there's like some really nasty graffiti tagging. Right. Somewhere in, in case, some abandoned in building. In case like, people don't know, the whole thing is spray can. So that's what these cans of paint are spray can. So, uh, fine. So we brought it out there. And then uh, this morning, cause I was going to come, we had lunch to get, oh, it went to Luigi's. And he goes, yeah, come by. He goes, you and uh, the artist can come by and I'll, I'll buy lunch. So that, that's that's important detail here. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. So we got it all arranged. It was going to be today. So I texted him and I did a test flight in the, in the airplane. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, can you do one more favor? I need about six cans of orange. I went, all right. That's a lot of orange and black. There's a Halloween theme. There, there's a it's mural better somewhere. Better have more, right? Right. No, absolutely. Out. Yeah. So, so I went. Great. I'll stop by Home Depot on the way out, and we'll have lunch. It was excessive, I guess. Fine. Yeah. And and so I go to Home Depot, find the orange paint, go to my truck, and I have the orange paint with my wallet in where the baby sits. And uh, what? With my wallet, not my baby. I don't have a baby, Joe. Where the baby sits. No. Sorry, I said the baby. I don't have a... That's the news of the whole story. Really, Paul? You have a baby. You. Find, that's why you've been so bitchy for so long. you just like... <laughs> did you birth a child? No, I didn't. child I didn't. was born of hate and Where a baby could sit. Or do you see a baby... In a seat? 
the the whatever isn't the baby seed in a cart? You put vegetables in there too. Oh, in the yeah. cart. I thought you said car. Thank you, vegetables. Oh, sorry. I thought you said car, like in sorry. your vehicle. No, no, no. Oh, now that's where the baby. That's you see the confusion. Like <laughs> nobody. There's never been a baby in your truck. <laughs> car, you wouldn't know what to do with seat. a baby. Yeah, I don't know, just he would strap a baby in, like just like a newborn into like a sh- with a shoulder strap and be like, All right, hang on, good. we're listening to Shade Forty Five. <laughs> the- anyway. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm up in to the speed. cart. So the, the cans of paint are in the cart, and then I have my wallet, and I'm going, and boom, there it is. And now, and now I load. Now the cart is leaning up against my truck, you know, and I open up the rear door. Now there's so much detail going on, but then I put these six cans of paint, or two at a time, because I, I can't, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like a just two at a time. I don't know why. I didn't have them in the bag. Like Tracy Lords over here. I, right? did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have them double fisted. Then. <laughs> this is the worst story of all time. Or two okay. by two it could be a two biblical by, story. No, it could be no, a, no, you went biblical with that one, <laughs> and they came two by two. Yeah, right. Then I go to get the cart and push it in the corral, and my wallet is gone. Oh, my wallet was stolen while I was loading. It was actually stolen today. Yes, today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's uh, all my me. pilot licenses, mechanics licenses, other licenses, all my credit cards, a couple hundred bucks, a hundred, bucks, hundred something, maybe in cash, whatever. Not, but all the rest of it's a pain in the ass. The money is like you're mad about already, but it's like, mm. what? No, so I, I did see another couple. I was next to the crowd. There were a couple other people. I, I, I did see people around, and that's, and that's, and I thought, wait a minute, no, I remember seeing my wallet in there. I retraced my steps. And I went back in Home Depot and lost and found. Did it two or three times. What? what you know, it's gone. I had Dylan go through my truck when I came back here and said, just go just through my truck. Just to get another set of eyes on it. Yeah. yeah. It's gone. That's not the, that's not the kicker. <laughs> it's not so. Well, wait, there's I, more. I arrive at, uh, at the mural site. <laughs> and he goes, oh, did you get my text? Which I didn't. Or something like that. He goes, oh, I don't need that orange paint. <laughs> Turns oh. out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Found some anyway. Thanks. Turns out I had an excess, <laughs> and you didn't have to go to Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, my wallet's gone. Anyway, but the good news was is that Luigi already promised us a free lunch, so I didn't have to have my wallet or any money to go eat lunch at Luigi's this afternoon. Well, what about tipping the server? I actually had him. I said, "Hey, yeah, I did it. could you? Uh, do you have any cash?" And he goes, oh, "I think that I was do." Good too. Wow. It yeah, was yeah, good. He, yeah. They make good food there, but that's not. That's not. You made him. Yeah, but he didn't have. His I don't want to forget that, that, that you had to. It was funny. Tip the server because I'm sitting down there. I'm going in this cute server comes up. I'm going. Oh, I didn't have any money for her, and I went, "Hey, man, do you have any cash? We can tip the." He's been treating me to lunch all yeah, so, since I've been here. So. That's funny. So he goes, "I don't think I have it on me, but I think it's." So he got up and went back to his room, which is walking distance. He got his wallet or whatever and brought yeah. back some cash. Do you still have your wallet? <laughs> I Kurt? still have my wallet. Yeah. You check now because now I'm paranoid and making sure I have my wallet. <laughs> I, if I were you, I would go up on on the uh, out on like social media and just say, "Hey, if you if you picked up a wallet, keep the cash. Can I please have pilot's license, my mechanic's license, all that stuff?" Like it's, mm-hmm. but then again, then that's all you can get. All that stuff, it's a pain in the ass. Right? I already have my temporaries coming. I've got the thing printed offline for other stuff. So I and I've got the card stopped. And then, but I didn't have any cash, so they but, said. I mean, the benefit is though you have uh, orange paint. I do. <laughs> Lots of it. Lots extra, of it. extra. And Halloween's coming, like you said. So. Yes. You should spray paint your plane. 
No. For Halloween. <laughs> no. Maybe we should have Kurt do something with it. You so should. We're going, we're going flying on Thursday, so he's excited right about on. that. Yeah, how, so it's now Tuesday evening. Um, you've really, I, honestly, you kicked ass. Because I've worked every every um, evening that you've been working on that, I've, I've worked, uh, I've gone to work at like 7 o'clock. Oh. Well, I, I leave work, I leave my house about 6 o'clock, 6.15. Okay. So I like, kind of driving to work during the golden hour, and I drive right past, Yeah. right there on uh, Andy Devine, the main street right off there, and I can see it as I go by and just seeing the progress. And then this guy sending me pictures of it. It's like, Kicking ass and taking names, like you're going to be essentially done, done tomorrow. Yeah, you think? Looks like for it. the most you, part, you didn't expect to go quite that quickly. Was it just because? Of, I mean, well, how did that work out? Or is this? Well, it's because it's been it's been forever since he's done a mural, Paul. Okay, <laughs> a couple weeks. I like to, you know, it's the whole thing. Like uh, early is on time. Yeah, on time is late. No, that, that's me. Yeah, I want to. Um, <laughs> Not that guy. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I had enough time because you, you never know what's going to happen. Well, like you said, also. Oh, by the way, you don't know this, uh, Joe, or you did maybe. Do, you know, Jason Marino's doing a photo. Did we talk? About yeah, that? you told me. Yeah, yeah he's going to come out uh, tomorrow evening about six o'clock and do some professional fo- photographs. And uh, it'll be basically. You said you wanted to save a little bit when he's there. You can you can get pictures of you painting a little bit, mm-hmm. and then and then also probably tomorrow will be some touch up work, and then maybe Thursday at the most. Some touch-up work, yeah, and that's about it. Now, I I have one weird question. I don't know if it's a weird question. Uh, I feel like it's valid, but uh, how long should the mural last in the climate here? It's not like where you're from. It's not coastal climate. So there's not all yeah. the salt salt air, but we have the heat, yeah, and the, the and UV. it's so more, more damn UV. dry. Yeah, more UV, and and it's so dry. Yeah, I guess the, it, the yeah, there's a question about will it fade with you know eight to ten hours of intense sunlight on it so we're we're looking at uh some uv protectant uh, you know covering that's what i was wondering is is there a clear coat that's supposed that can go over top of these that yeah i mean I've, that will coat that is that a is that a thing or I'm like yeah i've yeah. used i've used a polyurethane before both water-based and oil-based and it says it's uv protectant mm-hmm. so um so we're kind of kind of wondering though because you don't really know, and it probably is, but you kind of wonder how well that will stick to the paint. Like say two three years from now, if it's really intense and will it start? Maybe it's even protecting from UV, but maybe it starts to flake off or something weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of freaked out about what to do or not do about it. I don't know. But even if it's good, even if it looks amazing for five years, it's a hell of a lot better than it, it looks before. Yeah. And you got five years of. Oh yeah, of of tremendous looking art. So and, so and five years of good vibes and people taking pictures in front of it and all that stuff. So and even if it, you, I mean, maybe you could come back in a few years and touch it up or do whatever. Yeah, like it, tattoo artists do that. That's like a weird mm. guarantee that tattoo artists have is like I didn't know. Come that. back to me. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I I just got into it. I got a tattoo on my leg when I was eighteen. I'm now thirty seven. Uh, I found him on Facebook just when I was bored. I was like, and he hasn't been in this town in. 17 16 years like he moved right after he got he did my tattoo and he said tattoo touch-ups for life and i'm like cool it's starting to fade just like i am you know as we all get older we fade a little bit it starts going from jet black to gray and he's like yeah i'll touch it up man i'm down in san diego so if you're down here just hit me up and i'll even make an after hours thing if you're willing to make the trip to san diego and i was like cool so i wonder maybe something if if you invited you back would you be yeah cool with doing that and paul hopefully paul can have a shit together and not have it lose his wallet again and get you some more paint <laughs> or uh, because because if the, if the uh, we'll just keep the orange for later 
Yeah, save the orange. <laughs> save the orange. Um, the um, obviously the 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 image will still be there, and, and anybody could just about copy it. Not anybody, but if they were had good hand control, you know, mm. they, they could kind of copy what yeah. you had over it. Or the walls prepped. That's a good surface, and it's like, hey, this has been awesome. We'll just we're going to do another one now or something. Yeah, you know? I mean, it should. At least, you know, five it takes like ten to fifteen years, sometimes twenty years before you see real noticeable fade. Yeah. You know, you do see it on some murals, but they're older. Mm-hmm. Um and spray paint, I think that happens more often with uh acrylic latex, you know, house paint. Right. Sp- spray paint is enamel and it's you know, it's hard. It should be better. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too, is it again, I get bored in the middle of the night. I start looking this stuff up because there's nobody awake. <laughs> and so I have to look on the internet and find answers to this. And that's what I found is that enamel, like, because there's some really, really nice, uh, like, early, early uh, East Coast, um, like, the in the five boroughs, predominantly Queens and parts of Brooklyn from the 70s into the early mm. 80s. Some still of those graf- just that are still there and they wow. still look great and they've lasted winter and hurricanes and salt water, salt spray, and all sorts of stuff yeah. on even on subway trains. And they didn't prep the service at all. It's literally. They leaned outside of a window on a subway train and did one half, and then <laughs> over went to dust the, and dirt and went stuff, to the yeah. next one and and sprayed over it and sprayed on top of um, a lot of that is polished aluminum, mm-hmm. and it which shouldn't it shouldn't stick, stick to well. it, but it does because it's it's hmm. spray paint and it sticks to everything. So, yeah, I don't think we'll have a problem with longevity. I was worried about fading. Uh, well, that that would be my my biggest same concern. Here. But, and on, if there is yeah. a UV blocker, you can put on it. But I am honestly concerned about it. Will that get beat up and just peel a little bit or something and mm-hmm. be worse? And long, I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? Like I said, I've um, I told you earlier. Yeah, I've only I've been using the UV. I mean the uh, polyurethane quite often. But and I've only had one time where it affected the artwork in a, in a negative way. And that was, I think because the surface was a spray foam concrete kind of mix that they put over, you know, new construction. And, uh, so I think there was some like, you know, uh, expanding and contracting in the, almost like it was too new of a surface to like, it hadn't like, like, uh, like a like like a house that settles. You still you're gonna have yeah. settling. You're gonna have things, and I'm sure. Yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, the owner of the bar. I, I can imagine he would have done, you know, less expensive option on the facade of this of his place, and that's where I put that one mural. It's a shame because I really liked it, and uh, you still see the image. But if you get close up, it's it's in it's it's all cracked. Like the the surface is split. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. But I can't imagine that would happen on this wall. Yeah. This is you guys did a fantastic job uh, prepping it. Thank you. I did. I did. Uh huh. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> two days. I my work schedule go. sucks so much. I did not two full days. No, it was like maybe an hour and a half total, or maybe three hours. What maybe. do you do at the hospital? Uh, I monitor a night crit- nurse. No, 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 no. I'm not a nurse. No, I monitor critical care patients, their heart rate, rhythm, and vitals, and things like that. Help create care plan. And okay. Yeah, it's super boring, ninety-five percent of the time. The other five percent of the time is terrifying. Yeah. Because somebody's dying, and I'm trying he, to get someone. He can't on the wait phone. till I go to the hospital, and he's monitoring me and going, "Yeah, he'll be all right." And just turn it off. <laughs> no way. Just off whole screen. Take a break. Yeah, that that it's boring. 
It, like I said, it's 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 boring, but well, it's, it's important. It's critical. It's, it's, it is important, but it's something I've been doing for so long. It's like uh, it's I, I shouldn't say it's mind numbing because I'm still learning new things. It's just you know how uh, you do something for so long, you kind of no longer mm. learn a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You're learning a lot a lot of things in the beginning, and then over time, it's just kind of sl- yeah. I've seen that already. It's not that big of a deal. You know, don't get worried. I, and it's like the the newer young younglings that I've trained or. They're, hey, hey, man! Oh, eh, eh. and they're freaking out. I'm like, it's right. no, the heart wants to beat. It's going to keep going until it doesn't. And Do then monitor them all at the same time at some sort of like yeah, it's command like a, center. It does look like a command center. There's three workstations of two uh, 32 inch 4K oh. TVs, like oh. monitors, and you have a series of patients on there, different units in the hospital. Wow! How many okay. can you guys monitor? Uh, uh safely. Safely about a hundred and whoa. Oh come on! Uh, How many people? Uh, I, safely, we could do about a hundred and seventy. We would never have that many. Uh, the maximum that this hospital can hold is about two twenty-five, and that's really pushing it. That's doubling up people in rooms that aren't meant to be doubled up in. That's like in a super extreme emergency. One hundred and seventy so, patients. So yeah, and I, the most I think we've I've ever seen in there was probably one hundred and. 40, 130 people on on the monitors. And how many people are monitoring? Three. There's three. It's uh-huh. yeah. It's three workstations. Three different people. Okay. And they're cool, man. We got new like fancy workstation now. Before they had these rickety like old rusted Chevy pickup truck version of a workstation that the the desk was built in and it didn't move anywhere. Now I've got desks that raise up and down and oh, the tops yeah. angle back and forth and the monitors can come closer or farther away. You can articulate them however you want it's like that's nice so you like whenever we have if you wanted what's that you could stand if you wanted absolutely yeah they'll okay. go up high enough to where you can stand which i do to kind of stretch because it's sitting for 12 hours yeah it's not good for you no this it, this people we've lost people they've fallen asleep me talking about my job mm. luckily i don't fall asleep at my job <laughs> uh one thing i do okay what time is the unveiling the uh, the actual unveiling uh will be i believe at uh Six ish, seven ish. Okay, seven ish. I should know this. Show up at six p.m. Yes, but the whole thing, yeah, from six to nine or six to ten is when people will be it, back there. We're going to have uh, some uh, beer from uh, from uh, Blackbridge Brewery is going to be there, and hot dogs from uh, Sirens. Uh, DJ Cafe. Jeremiah Green's going to be there. Jeremiah Green's going to be there, spinning some records and uh, have some nice, cool lights in the trees adjacent to it. That is Friday the twenty eighth. It's coming it's up this yeah. Friday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, it's this Friday, which the is Andy Divine Days. It's this weekend, so uh, right. Saturday's a big parade. But Friday, there it's called some kind of a street. I mean, they're Gonna have vendors and stuff in the streets in the evenings on evening, uh, and we're gonna try to draw some of those people to the alley, obviously, and check this out the art. The corner of talk to uh, Andy Devine and second, third, third, third. is it third, third. October Andy Devine and third. I've <laughs> only lived here twenty years. Right. I don't even know. And you can meet Kirk down there. Talk to him all about his uh, fascinating color choices and his orange paint he likes so much. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk's going to be selling orange and black paint, actually, because somehow he has an excess. Uh, we don't know. And uh, yeah, you're going to have gonna, to choose you, a name too. Yeah, you're going to gonna yeah maybe try. To I was going to ask you about that. If there's is there do you have a you don't have a name for the mural I've been yet? Thinking a lot about it because I think it means something different to dif- to everybody, and which is a very valid point. If you name something, then you give it context. Absolutely. And then it directs people's thoughts to a, you know a certain direction a certain um you know a, you, the way you want them to think so 
I don't know if I want to have an agenda with it. I mean, I've got lots of ideas. There, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. What we could call it. You know, you could call it one thing and it would all of a sudden have like a political motive. You could call it something else. You could give it a religious motive. You could maybe something more benign. I never really thought about what uh, this until he said that about if you name it, then it's going to maybe make people i never ever thought about that with a piece of art it's kind of like asking someone telling someone here taste this and then you tell them doesn't it taste like this and then yeah. you <laughs> implanted that in their brain yeah. before they've had a chance to taste it it may that makes perfect sense in fact i i would be fully in favor of uh, of not even yeah giving it a at this but point i feel like it should though have something because people will ask but then you can we can all help to explain hey we can tell, give it a Unless we call it like the Beale Street Theater mural, something that, that, that that's what people are going to call the theater mural or something. Yeah. I'm sure just because that will identify it, right? Where it is. You my know. my father-in-law, um, he's got a clay studio in his house, along with it's like a music studio, but uh, he throws pots too. But uh, I always remember he's got a quote up on on there on the homosote board. It says, uh, "Critics create content." And I always liked that because, you know, you might not have a reason for doing something, mm-hmm. creating something, and you just let other people, you know, think what they want about it and uh, inject whatever meaning uh, they they can muster. I'm yeah. writing that down, by the way. Critics rate content. With a K, each word, Joe. <laughs> KKK. You're so, uh, thank you. I got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I have a little, I have a little issue in this town with some people. <laughs> oh, speaking of, did you get all your sheets for 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 your projector screen? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, no. The screen is not an issue. So. Oh, so you were able to find plenty of sheets. Yeah. No. Like, Terror- should we know the race of like the two, the man and woman? Actually, even just by, I was thinking of just by having a man and woman in that position, like about to kiss or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that says something about, uh, you know, sexuality, you know, and a little bit, a little bit. Uh, lesbians might be offended by it. I don't know. I don't think it, I, it's such a beautiful piece of art. I don't see anybody getting offended except for people that don't like bright colors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you use too much orange. Like, actually I, I need more orange. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's never going to go away. I love the, the, the... Someone might say it, just pushing a heterosexual agenda. It's true. Like, it is funny, though, right? Because you're in the community. Yeah. It's open. Everybody's going to see it. So somebody's not going it, to approve. Not, exactly. And it's like for all walks of life. I mean, honestly, there could be there there could be a homeless person sleeping under it tonight. Hmm. You're going to have all, to, all types of people seeing it and looking at it, which... Man, kudos to you for putting your art out there because some people like to be insulated through, within an art community. This is, uh, or within the, not an art community, the art community where their artwork is only being shown in someone's house after they purchased it or in a or gallery galleries, and that's yeah. it. And certain types of people go to galleries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not everybody, uh, it's not every Joe Blow on the street goes into an art gallery. Your art gallery is the street and that's, I, I dig that. And it takes guts to and, put it out there like and that. And it's really pretty cool. You can, as you pointed out too, you can drive down Andy Divine, which is 66, and you can it's you can see it mm-hmm. plain as day, which is really neat. I've got a mural on Route 66. I have a goal. Effectively. To, yeah. yeah. That's on your resume now. That's, I know. That's, a, that's officially on your resume. Definitely. Oh, yeah. His goal was to, yeah, to paint a mural. My goal is to yeah, paint a mural in every state 
in the country. And how how many states are you up to now? I have maybe eleven. This it's is not bad. Twelve, thirteen, yeah. That's yeah. anywhere out west, Florida. like other than here. No, this is the farthest out west I have. I've got like Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania. Um, yep, Wisconsin. Right on Ohio. I don't think I've yeah. No, I don't think Ohio. No, yet. okay. That's what get I've, on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to answer more I, of these public art. Oh yeah, well, there is a, there's a huge push for public art in uh, in downtown Dayton, which is going through a big revitalization. Uh, I did a I, huge revitalization, and they're dumping tons of money into it. So there, yeah, downtown Dayton, like I think you can still go and buy crack, but you can get craft beer <laughs> and homemade soaps as well. Like it's kind of in a it's in this transition is this phase. Soap or crack? Yeah, it's a, you have lots of crack and lots of opioids, but really good craft beer <laughs> and soap and f- yeah, exactly, and great restaurants and soap. Uh, but no, there's a huge push in Dayton, and I know Columbus is also doing that too because they're kind of going through a uh, kind of a revitalization of local, like a lot of the local communities are in and around Columbus. So is this public uh, is, public money? Yes, doing? yes. So do yeah. people bitch about it too? Like a whole lot out there? Like I can't believe we're doing this. So we the got- mural that that I was talking about earlier, the that's on the side of the theater in my hometown, mm-hmm. people bitched about that. There's nothing offensive. It's literally yeah. a. It's a. It looks like it, it. Kind of looks like it could be maybe the Southwest or like the Badlands or something of like a mountain scene. And you have the sun starting off dim and it gets brighter and gets more and more yellow as it gets in the sky. And then it fades into a sunset. There's a blue sky background. It's all mostly angular shapes. There's Mm. nothing offensive (laughs) there. But there's no subtext. People don't like change. No, no. It's like, why don't you just leave it a red brick? Because it's boring. Who cares? <laughs> like they, yeah. So people, people will bitch about anything. Yeah. And I remember people complaining about that. I remember my mom going, "These people are such assholes." Well, I remember like, the part of the. I was only fourteen or thirteen or something when it was going on. So like, I heard a little bit of the hubbub, and people still complain about it because it doesn't match the theme of downtown. But, but are they complaining like they do in this town about it? Is it city? Is it taxpayers' money? Oh, you're yeah. shoving this art down our throat with our dollars and we don't like it mm. kind of thing. I, you know, I don't know. I yeah. kind of don't even care. Yeah, I know. Because now it's there. But, and this is, of course, private money. And, uh, and, uh, and they can shut up. Yeah. So. There's, it could have been a giant middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, because it's private money. <laughs> yeah, that'd been great. <laughs> I kind of want a nude portrait of myself. I don't. While recording on the side of a, a like with headphones on, just like languidly, like the uh, the George Costanza poster. Yeah, saying, the George, yeah, the George Costanza was just like not nude, but like a taste tastefully in my boxers, <laughs> lying on a. Maybe I'll put it on the casting yeah. couch. Just lay on. I'm not gonna. I'm not what, gonna reading, look at reading, that piece of artwork. Yeah, like looking at a Tracy Lord's like centerfold or something. Can I? Could you sketch that up, you think? Kurt? <laughs> sure, I'll get, I'll get on it. <laughs> Please get on it. <laughs> All right, man. Thank All right, you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so for much. coming in a lot. Yeah, thank it's, you. it's rare that we get to have uh, an, an artist come in here and then do a recording and publish it, bang, for an event the same week. So it's kind of cool. It's really cool. Yeah, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks yeah. for thank you for what you did for the community. Um, That's been fun. A lot of positive feedback. A so, lot of positive feedback. I haven't heard any negative feedback. Yeah. I mean, I heard negative feedback from from Paul, but it was mostly, it was it was mostly uh, the orange paint. No, it was. Oh God, it's literally been months of prep the wall. Got to get the primer. But now, look at it. 
Yeah, it's great. All that hard work has paid off, and yeah. all the all the all the everything. I told him it's like a it's just like his baby. He, that was like birthing pains. It, yeah, it's, now, you should have done more Lamaze breathing. We should have gone to Lamaze class. Well, you like do more breathing or just choke me out? One of the two. One of the two. Whatever. <laughs> hey, whatever you feel like, man. <laughs> That's right. That's but right. anyway, thanks again, Kirk, and yeah, we wish yeah. you the best. Okay. Thank you.